Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. God damn, Ben watches Lana wrestling. God damn, he's doing it for you. God damn, Ben watches Lana wrestling. Welcome back to Ben Watches Wrestling. As I spray my cat for being a bad kitty. He's a bad kitty. I love him, but he's a bad kitty. How are you guys doing? Uh, thank you for all the nice, uh, kind words and the reaction to last week's episode. You know, me kind of getting back into the swing of things and talking about some of the struggles I was going through. Uh, it, it meant the world. I got some really nice notes from people, so that was very nice. And I know it, it was just, it was a, a nice, nice thing to, to have. So I appreciate that. So I am back. Like I said, it is the 17th of January. This is coming out the same day. Gang, gang. I don't know why. But I wanted to tell you, uh, one of the reasons I'm actually in a really good mood today is that, so my the job I had before I had the job I have now, selling insurance, I worked at a charter high school and... Everyone at the, at the high school, all the staff knew that I podcasted because I would actually podcast at the high school. I had kind of my run of the place and I would have people in on the weekends and in the evening. And that's where my podcast history was for a year and a half. So, uh, and it was, it was kind of nice that I got a, uh, a text about a month after I left from one of the teachers, um, saying that, so there, there's these two boys who, uh, um, we refer to them as the kind of the lost boys. And I'm actually not exactly sure where that name came from, but these two like, you know, guys, and they're a little bit nerdy, but they're very sweet that they had uh, talked about wanting to start a podcast. And since, uh, she knew that I was a podcaster asked if I would be willing to come in and talk to them. And this was before Christmas. And I said, well, you know, my schedule isn't really lining up until after, after new year's. And so I said, okay. And so, uh, I went in today and I talked to these guys and we talked for about an hour and I talked about, you know, kind of the basics of podcasting. I, I showed them my mic. I showed them audacity, which I record with. And we talked about being consistent, which is real funny since I'm, I'm getting better with my consistency, but, uh, I said, it's really important to be consistent. And so it turned into, they're going to have an independent study and I'm going to be teaching it. So I am going to be teaching podcasting to these two uh, young minds, and it's really cool. It's something that I love education, and I definitely was missing that aspect of my life. Uh, and even though I, I haven't been in the classroom for many, many years, uh, it was still something that I really enjoy. And so this, I get to you know talk about something with people, these young, these young guys that I have a passion for, but also I get to educate and, um, I like my coworkers at the school, so I get to see them on a regular basis. So that is nice. Uh, so no, I'm just, that makes me really excited. So, uh, their assignment is they're going to be kind of coming up with, with, with what they want their pilot episode to be. And they had to practice it because, you know, when I first did rundowns of podcasts and I thought, oh, you know, I've got all this content. Like it's going to take me like so long and you breeze through it and it's got like, it's a half an hour. So it was definitely, um, 
an eye-opening thing, so I, I want them to do it. So, I, like, next week they're going to run through it and time themselves out. And then the following week we're going to go back and I'm going to record it for them. I'm going to, I'm going to engineer for them. And then uh, I'm going to, two weeks after that, because it's going to be bi-weekly, we're going to edit. I'm going to show them how to edit. I mean, and not that I'm the king of editing. And i got to give a big shout-out to Charlie, the editor at the Nuplex, who taught me that, that what I know. Which is, I don't know a ton. He knows way more, but he taught me bare bones. And so, I'm able to do what I do. But, so, it, it, it's just really cool. I, I really like that. And then, uh, just my last little bit before I dive into the wrestling. Is, uh, I finally hit my goal of 50 pounds lost. So, that's metal. That's metal as hell. Um, you know what's metal as fuck? That's, I'm sorry, Danhausen. I swore. I know you're like, no swearing! No swearing! And I still love that Danhausen. But fuck yeah, man. I'm about that weight loss life. I'm really working on uh, gaining more muscle. I don't want to be like all muscly and brah. But I want to, you know, have more muscle to help me burn fat. A little more defined. Um, when my coworkers, my former coworkers saw me today at the school, they were all kind of like, wow, you look really good. Um, which was, made me feel awesome. So, yeah. All right. So, as I said last week. We're, I was going to be talking about the uh, Windy City Classic, AAW's Windy City Classic. And I talked about that first match, and it was an awesome match. But we're going to go over, we're going to go over the, the awesome match here, we, like, the, the awesome matches we have left. And then we're also going to touch on NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. That's a mouthful. So where we left off was we our next match was a women's match. Uh, Kimberly... Versus Hyan. So Hyan is, uh, she is a, a bit of a renaissance woman um, when it comes to wrestling. She's from Booker T's school down in Tejas, uh, Texas. And she this is her debut. And she's fighting Kimberly. Who, uh, Kimberly, she was, uh, she's had a really interesting like couple of years. Because I, I, she was in Chikara and she won the Chikara Grand Championship. And she was really like, I, like, we live in a world now where Tessa Blanchard is the impact women's champion. And, you know, I have my thoughts on that whole thing. I think that definitely, um, if reports are true and she was um, using racist slurs and spitting on people and bullying people, that's awful. I think that my, and I will put myself in the included, is that maybe there was a lot of quick to, to judge. But also, like, there are so many people that came out, and there were so many people that were accounting for their story that it's kind of hard to ignore. So it's it kind of taints that, which I think before this whole thing, I think it, it was the smartest thing that Impact could have done was putting the strap on her. But now, ugh. But Kimberly was doing that way beforehand in Chikara. She was the grand champion. She defeated Hollow Wicked, and it was a huge upset. But, you know, she's a great wrestler. And then she went to the WWE um, through the Mae Young Classic, and she just never got her footing in NXT. And she also, I believe, and I don't know the timeline of this, um, I don't know if she was vegan the entire time or she became newly vegan, but she became kind of very vegan, very outspoken, uh, vocal vegan, uh, and very much for uh, animal rights, which on its own, not a bad thing. But she really kind of got this superiority complex when it came to like I'm a vegan and veganism's the only way and you don't love your pets you just 
like if you eat animals, you don't love your pets and all this stuff. And it really turned me off to her. But it came out in the, I think the last year or so that she's been struggling with some uh, substance abuse problems. And I, I would not doubt that maybe that kind of heightened some of her rhetoric. And I mean, like, again, I'm not saying that, like, you know, I have friends that are vegan, uh, friend of the podcast, Wes Allen, and his family are vegan. And, like, I think veganism has a lot of merits. It's just one of those things where, like, I don't, it's not for me, but I definitely see the benefits of it. But, um, I don't know, so, but, but, like, getting back to Kimberly, I, I think that I, uh, I respect her views um, to a point, but I think also I'm very proud of her for coming out and getting help. And being open and honest with what her truth. So it was good to see her wrestle. And she, she's a fantastic wrestler. And so this is a long way of saying that, that it was good to see her uh, work again in AAW. She's a former AAW uh, women's champion. And uh, she this was a good match. Uh, Hyen, I like her. I think she's, you know, uh, obviously I think she's got a ways to go. I think she's still learning some things. But this was still a really good match. I mean, clearly the, the, the heads at AAW liked her enough to put her on their biggest show of the year. And that's got, that definitely says something to me and that, you know, AEW is really good with their booking and it's their, you know, hold on. Our cat might see, I'm going to leave it in. My cat's a bad cat. Sometimes I love my cat. He can be a, a naughty kitty. I was chewing on some something and I didn't like it, but so, so I definitely, I, but I will go back to AEW. I, I believe in their booking and I believe that, you know, they have a, 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 a a vision of things. They're one of the independent companies that I really believe in their vision when it comes to booking. So uh, this was a good match. I think I, I definitely want to see more from her. I definitely want to see more from Kimberly. And I think that uh, given the result of a match coming up a little bit later, I definitely see some fun rivalries that could happen there. So this was a, a really good match. Next, we had Killer Cross taking on Matthew Justice. So uh, Matthew Justice is he's really big here in the Cleveland area. He is currently the AIW, the absolute in, absolute intense wrestling, um, intense and absolute champion. So like basically the IC and world champion. He has won both belts, and um, he's a big he's a big deal. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Matthew Justice. Uh, like I don't think I'm not saying he's bad. He's just sorry. Uh, my cat just threw up a huge hairball, and his hairballs look like turds. So it looks like he just dropped the longest turd in the world. It wasn't. It was a hairball. But I digress. So Matthew Justice. Um, I, I I definitely think he has skill, and I definitely understand why people enjoy him. He's just not my cup of tea. But I love me some Killer Cross. I think Killer Cross is one of the like breakout stars. I think he is someone who has absolutely everything he has his look he has it he absolutely positively has it you cannot teach what he has the charisma that oozes out of him just this that psycho stare and his way with words he's absolutely phenomenal he is someone that could absolutely be the top heel in the wwe if booked right uh, like he has so much potential. This guy is a license to print money. And so and this was a great, brutal match. Uh, these guys just beat the crap out of each other. And I should definitely put my phone on uh, silent. Actually, he's got an email from uh, AAW. That's funny. That's actually really funny. Um, n- not that like they, they're sending me emails. It was their, you know, their mass emails. But still, funny timing. 
And, uh, like, these guys had a wild brawl. They were just beating the crap out of each other. And I just, I absolutely love these guys. I think you know, these guys were just jumping all over the crowd, beating the crap out of each other. Uh, you know, Killer Cross, like, I mean, he really embodies that killer mentality, which I really love. And I, I just, I absolutely think so. Like, he, uh, he's someone who's just amazing. Um, you know, this match had the ending where, like, Cross just brained the crap out of Justice with, with a chair. And I'm always a little bit squeamish. Like, I've gotten out of, like, like, I think we've all gotten out of seeing chair shots to the head. So when they are seen, it's, like, not, it's a little bit unsettling. So, um, but overall, this was a great match. Uh, I think Killer Cross is one of those things. I, I would suspect he's going to be picked up by one of the uh, the big two. I would not be surprised if it's NXT since his... I know he is currently in a relationship with Scarlett Bordeaux and she just got signed with WWE and with the NXT brand. And so I could see that like, him going that way. Or I could see him placing his own path and going to... Um, I mean, he would be great in New Japan. He'd Oh, God, he'd be great in New Japan. Him and Moxley. Ugh, I want that so bad. I want to see them fight for the U.S. title in at, at, like, at the Tokyo Dome. That would be amazing. So, good match. So, the next match, we have Jimmy Jacobs, who is a big favorite of mine, versus Good Brother number three. Now, if you're not familiar with the Good Brother number three, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Mance Warner and Jimmy Jacobs had a very uh, heated rivalry. And there was a match where if uh, Mance lost, he had to leave AAW. AAW. Like I can't do a I can't do a good Mance Warner. Um, but AAW. Nope. I see. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Um, so he lost. Uh, and then it was funny. So we see this guy, Good Brother Number Three, and he reminds me of someone I just can't. You know, I just can't put my finger on who he reminds me of. He's very familiar. But I just like, you know, like you see someone and you're like, I don't know who, who, how to place you, but I know I know you, but I don't know how I know you. And I, I get that vibe from Good Brother number three. And so it's funny because if this was a dog collar match, a dog collar chain match, that if Good Brother number three won, someone who I don't even know if you've ever met, Mance Warner, got to come back to AAW. But if... Mance Warner lost, he had to leave AAW for good, forever. Which is, you know, interesting. Because then, maybe that in that way, he would have met Mance Warner. So, you know, it's, it, like there would have been like two ships in the night. It, this was brutal. Jimmy Jacobs is a madman. He's an absolute madman. And these guys just beat the crap out of each other. You know, and like... Like, they used spikes, and they were dives, and they were all over the place. And at one point, Josh Briggs, who Jamie Jacobs brought into AEW, came out and tried to uh, turn the favor in uh, Jamie Jacobs' uh, favor. Wow. Turn the favor. Turn the tide in Jamie Jacobs' favor. And it was just, it was, they were just going at each other. You know, big spots, big moves. Lots of lariats, you know the 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 dog collar, you know being a t the the dog collar wrapped around each other's neck, and the chain. It was just a brutal, brutal match. 
It's a match that I'm glad we don't see a lot of because I think it's a very dangerous match. I think that Jimmy Jacobs has had dog collar, dog collar matches in the past and Good Brother 3, um, you know, I, I don't know a lot of his lineage, um, so he must have had those in the past. Or, you know, I think he might be newer in the business. I'm not quite sure. He might be either newer in the business or an old hand. You can't really tell with the, with the Good Brother number 3. Also, I have no idea what's ever happened to Good Brother number 1 and 2. I'd, the world wants to know. The world needs to know what happened to these other good brothers. The world needs to find out. Okay, so uh, the uh, you know, Briggs came out, tried to turn the, the, the tide. It did not work. And then these two, you know, a chain-assisted lariat from Briggs, which was brutal. Brutal! He's brutalizing him! That was my Drew McIntyre. I don't know why I brought that out, but I did. That was just for you. And also, I get to edit that, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, good brother. He won. Mance Warner's back in the company. And again, I, I hope that good brother three and Mance Warner at some point got to meet. Because this was, they, I think they have a lot of similarities. I think one could learn from the other. Um, so no, I, I definitely enjoyed this match. I think it was a good match. I think that, uh, you know, I hopefully we'll see good brother number three down the line somewhere. Um, but it, it was, it's good to know that Mance Warner can come back to AAW. Next up, we have the AAW Women's Championship. Chris Statlander, did you know she's an alien? Versus Jessica Havoc, or Havoc. And, uh, man, Chris Statlander. I am a big fan. I'm new to Chris Statlander. She's really kind of rising up the ranks. Um, if you are a fan of AEW... She is uh, currently the number one contender for the AEW women's contender, women's uh, title. But here at AAW, lots of, I mean, that's got to be confusing. Like, you see on your calendar, am I going to AAW? Am I going to AEW? They both run Chicago a lot. Like, that's got to be confusing. I'm just saying, it's got to be confusing. And uh, Jessica Havoc is awesome. I'm a big fan of Jessica Havoc. I think that I am surprised that she's not been picked up by uh, the bigger companies. I would not be surprised if we don't see her in uh, AEW. I know she's working in TNA. Oh, not TNA. I apologize. Impact quite a bit. But she's such a big force. Um, big fan of her. So this was, again, was a great match. I think Chris Statlander, uh, she just had a match was this past week on... Uh, Dynamite that was not the best, but also the the Nightmare Collective is quite bad. Uh, it's quite bad. Like AEW, and I'll pause pause on the AEW. Start on the AEW. My biggest gripe with AEW is their women's division is absolutely positively garbage. I'm gonna say that again. All Elite Wrestling. Their women's division is absolutely garbage. Which is, like, insane because they have amazing talent. B. Priestley, great. Britt Baker, great. Riho, not as a big a fan, but, like, you know, I get it. All of the Joshi are awesome. You, you Statlander is great. And, like, you have all these people... And they cannot book them to save their life. And the biggest angle going in the women's division is Brandy Rhodes, who I think is a, could be in a very effective 
manager, not a great wrestler. She's just not Awesome Kong. It's great to see her. She's not what the Awesome Kong that we had when, you know, back when. And this Dr. Luther guy is just weird. So the Nightmare Collective stuff is terrible. It makes me want to turn the channel when they come on. And this like that that match was not a great showing for Chris Statlander, who I think is going to be a huge star in wrestling. But uh, yeah, so this was a match. If you like Chris Statlander and you want to see her in a good match, this was a good match. And uh, her and Havoc had a great match. It was hard hitting. At one point, uh, Havoc countered, um, and then she hit this draping DDT, which was like just brutal. Um, these they fought and. Like, Statlander kept fighting and fighting and fighting against the bigger opponent, the more powerful opponent, and it was just awesome to see. Um, and, like, the kickflip moonsault that she'd missed on uh, Dark, or uh, on uh, AEW, she really hit here. Like, there's a, a gif or a, you know, a little clip going around of her kind of missing that, that moonsault uh, on AEW. She really hits it here in AAW. So I really, uh, you know, I implore you to check out her work in AAW. Um, and they, they just, they, they go and they, they have a great match. And I just, you know, a 450 splash, boom, Statlander, that crazy ass alien. She wins. Uh, absolutely awesome. I think she's fantastic. I absolutely, I adore her backstage work with Sarah Shockey, Sarah Joy Shockey from Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. They're fantastic. They have great chemistry. So really happy. I'm, I'm excited to see where um, the, the next feud's coming up. I think Chris Statlander and Kimberly would be an excellent feud. I would love to see that. So uh, please, AAW, if you're listening, I would love that. That would be wunderbar. All right. Next, we have just a, oh, just a war. Just a war. So you had... This, this group in AAW called Wrestling. Wrestling without the E. Because they were just about wrestling. And you had Eddie Kingston and David Starr. And at one point you had Jeff Cobb. You had Kurt Stallion, Jake something. And they were this, this badass group. And then they started to fracture. They kicked Cobb out because Cobb left AAW. And then there was a the fracture between uh, Eddie Kingston and David Starr on one side. And Kurt Stallion and Jake something on the other. And these two, like these four, had just, they beat the ever-loving fuck out of each other. Like, Jake Something is, is absolutely a star. Kurt Stallion is a star. I love Eddie Kingston. I absolutely love Eddie Kingston. And David Starr is a very polarizing force when it comes to the wrestling world. It's a really, I feel it's a really, like, either a love it or hate it kind of person. I love David Starr. I think he's great. Uh, I, I'm in line with a lot of his political views, but also I just like his wrestling. Um, I will be actually on a, another podcast on this network talking about a match with him and a certain little Irishman, and I cannot wait. So this was a great match. Uh, it was absolutely brutal. These guys beat the crap out of each other. They were just all over the building, and it was just a brutal, great, wild brawl. Absolutely fantastic. If you love kind of like that ECW, like brawl all around the building, all around the room kind of brawls, this is absolutely your cup of tea. Just brutal spots. Kurt Stallion and Jake something going over, I think was the right move. 
because they're absolutely on the on the up. Not saying that David Starr isn't, and Eddie Kingston, I think, is. I, it's weird. Like you see him, like is he retiring? He's not retiring. But in defeat, those guys look great. It was just a, an awesome match. This was definitely the kind of match you would want to see on a WrestleMania, like big big show of the year. This is the kind of match you want to see. So this was a great match. Absolutely loved it. Next, we had the AAW Heritage Champion. So kind of like their their uh, mid-level belt, their, their intercontinental, if you will. And we had Akeem Zayn versus Paco. So Paco is a hometown guy. He's an AAW like guy. Like every you know, a lot of the, the people that are big in this promotion are big elsewhere or have been have been big elsewhere. Paco is one of those guys who's really been big in AAW. He's homegrown, and like I've got to see him work. He's great, and like he's someone that like. So last month he won the Heritage Championship, and it was this huge moment, and it was absolutely big. And it was just like this emotional win. And then you have Akeem Zane who had these great promos where for the longest time he was under this mask that kind of looked like um, from The Purge. And he was talking and had these great promos and you didn't know who it was. And you could have lined up a hundred people and I would have not picked Hakeem Zane to have been the man behind the mask. But he, there he was. And he's really hot, really picking up steam. And they have a great match. They have a, a big, you know, a big fight feel. I think that it's you put so much heat on. So Hakeem Zayn picks up the win here, and you put so much heat on uh, him for winning. Ow! I'm sorry, my cat is scratching at me. Boo! Uh, but no, these guys had a great match. Um, no, I, I think like absolutely. If you were looking for. Two guys that are going to be really big in independent wrestling for the next couple of years. Look for this match. Absolutely look for this match and look for these guys wherever they're booked. You're going to see them booked a lot of other places, especially Paco. I think he's going to really blow up. I think this is going to be a long-term feud. And I'm, I'm, I am pending it right now on January 17th of 2020 at 3.26 p.m., that these guys in a year's time are going to be some of the hottest guys on the independent scene, if they're still on the independent scene. So, great, great match. Next, we have the AAW Tag Team Championship. We have the besties in the world versus uh, Sammy Callahan and Jake Chris. This is a good match. Like, I'm... I like the besties. I'm not... As big a fan as other people are for the besties, I don't think they're bad. I just don't think that they're, you know, they weren't all the. I guess not, not that they weren't. I just I just don't see it as much. This was an okay match. Like it wasn't a bad match. Um, really, the story was that uh, Sammy Callahan had been the AAW World Champion for so long, had been super dominant, and then he lost the belt a couple of months ago to Josh Alexander, and. You know, he was going after more gold in AEW with his longtime uh, like stablemate in uh, OVW, OVW, OVE, Ohio versus everything. Wow, that's gonna be fun to edit. Um, but again, like this was just—it was a good tag team match. It wasn't good. Wasn't—I mean, to me, it wasn't bad. It was just wasn't anything that was like really like, mind-bending. So. I just kind of, it was kind of there. like, And I'm being very honest. Like, Again, I'm not saying it was a bad match. 
But, like, you know, Matt Fidget and Davey Vega, they're good wrestlers. They just don't do it for me as much. Maybe I need to see a larger sample size of their work. Um, I've seen them, like, they, they were in progress at one point. Or no, not progress, um, OTT. They were actually on an OTT, mat, um, the first episode of, um, of this podcast when I reviewed OTT, Scrapper Mania. And they were good there. I just maybe I maybe I need to educate myself more on them. So this match was just kind of okayish. And then we had the main event. The original match was the AAW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Josh Alexander, one part of the North, the Walking Weapon, and his original opponent was goes to be Fatu, Jacob Fatu, uh, son of uh, son of either not Rikishi um, Umaga. Uh, but he no-showed. He absolutely no-showed. Uh, Fatu no-showed. No-called, no-showed. So Jacob Fatu, he no-called, no-showed. And so they were left without an opponent for Josh Alexander. But who else could they possibly get? Then the newly reinstated Mance motherfucking Warner, baby. I love me some Mance Warner. He is absolutely great. I think that he is a throwback to... A, a lot of people say he's a Stone Cold ripoff because his voice kind of sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I saw him... The first time I saw him was here in uh, in Cleveland in, in AIW. Okay, guys, here's the thing. We need to make sure... That, because we have AAW, AEW, AIW. No more A letter W promotions. We just can't do it, guys. We need to make a stand here and now. There's no more A letter W companies. They're done. It's over. None. Rant over. But I really like him. I really like he's super entertaining. Um, but like I just I was super happy um that he's you know he's back in AAW. You know, thank you to good brother number three. He is really, he truly lives up to that name. Whoever he is, he truly is a good brother. And he might be good brother, good brother number three. But you know what? Because of this, he's number one in my heart. And this is a great, awesome match. Uh, and, you know, I, I was so happy about the result because I knew the result of the match. That like it just I kind of watched it through that rose colored like oh this was so awesome, and then the the result being Mance Warner is your new AAW World Champion. Like Josh Alexander is an amazing wrestler. He's absolutely phenomenal. The guy puts on clinics. He is everything I want in a wrestler. It's two very diametrically opposing uh, styles here, but man, does it work! It was a great match. I think it was the right way to go. Um, you know, I think Alexander is a great champion, but I think you like there's so many opportunities for like you know does Jimmy Jacobs come after Mance Warner? Uh, does Fatu at some point, if he ever decides to show the fuck up, get another opportunity? Uh, there's rematches. There, uh, there's just so much. So I'm, you know, Josh Briggs. You know, he almost cost Good Brother number number three a. Uh, you know, he almost cost him the match, which would have blocked Mance Warner from coming back. So does Mance Warner you know, want to settle that score? So there's so many opportunities for them to go. So this was just a great show. The cr- So after Mance Warner wins, he invites the crowd into the ring, and you're like, ooh, boy. 
I don't know how many people that ring's gonna hold, brother. Like, this is about to be a, like a, a a badness, but the ring holds, and uh, it was just an awesome show. So, definitely go out of your way to, to find this show. If you go to powerslam.tv, that's right, powerslam.tv, and you use the code center stage, that's S E N T E R stage, all one word, you get a free month, and you can watch this show, and it is absolutely worth it. So real quick, I just want to talk about uh, NXT UK. Uh, this past weekend they had, uh, or was it this past weekend? Recently they had their uh, Blackpool 2 show. And it had it had some great matches in it. Absolutely great message. Ma- mas- matches? Matches. Words are hard. But the match, and like, you know, I'll, I'll run through it real quick. You had any data speeding Trent 7. Good match, good match. Um, I, I've seen more out of these guys, but I think it was a good match. Um, honestly, the match I want to talk about is Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin. This is the match of the year candidate. It is. It just is. These two, so this happened on the 12th. It did happen this past weekend. Got it. These two had a banger. They had a Banger of a match. Absolutely amazing match. I know it is early in the year. I know that Wrestle Kingdom happened. But this is my match of the year right now. Again, it's the 17th day of the year. So I understand we have a lot of wrestling to happen. This next weekend, we have Worlds Collide, where we have DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa teaming up again to take on Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. You have Finn Balor and Ilya Dragunov. Like, what? Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. You have so much good wrestling coming up, but right now, this match was my absolute favorite match of the year. Again, I know we're only 17 days in. You absolutely need to go out of your way to watch this match. It was absolutely the only thing I will say that I will call a gripe about this match is I think the wrong man won. I understand that Tyler Bate is kind of your money guy in NXT UK right now. He has been for a while. I mean, he had that absolutely amazing match with, with Walter last year. But Jordan Devlin is so good. And this could have been a really, really big match for him. It really could have been an eye-opening match to a lot of the NXT UK uh, fans that maybe don't follow other independents like Progress and OTT. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that they went that way with Tyler Bay going over, but I, I'm interested to see where it goes. But it was just an absolutely fantastic match. It fills my wrestling heart with, with, with love and, and, and crumpets and other British things, even though only one of the men is British because the other one is from Ireland, and Ireland is not part of England, at least not the part that he's from, because there's Ireland and then there's Northern Ireland. My family is from Northern Ireland. We're, we're Ulstermen. We're orange bastards. Mr. Jordan Devlin is from Wicklow in County Bray. Like Finn Balor, they're buddies. 
I don't know why I went on there, that tangent. Um, but yeah, this is a great match. If you're not watching NXT UK and you have the network, you're really doing yourself a disservice. It is an absolutely fantastic show. You have fantastic talent. Um, th- th- this past week, they had a great match that was kind of a dark. It was was filmed before Takeover. It was Dave Massif versus Cassius Ono, and talk about just two big boys beating the big boy shit out of each other. Awesome. Um, Eddie Dennis, I like the way that he's he's going. Uh, Kaylee Ray is a great champion. I still think she hasn't had that really breakout match yet. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that happens. And then I'll, it's always going to be interesting to see who is going to be the person to unseat Walter for that championship. And also at the end of the show, you had the entire Undisputed Era attacking Walter ahead of the Undisputed Era versus Imperium at Worlds Collide. Because, fuck yeah, give it to me. Put it into my fucking veins, brother. Yeah! So there's lots of good wrestling going on. Um, I don't know what my next show I don't know. I mean, I know it's going to be. It's going to be in two weeks. I don't know what I'm watching. Please look for uh, on my uh, Twitter. I couldn't think of my, my Twitter. Look at my Twitter, and I will put up some options. I have a couple of ideas of what I want to I want to watch, but I want y'all to vote on that. So please go to Ben Watches. I should know this. I should know what my Twitter is. I'm keeping this in. I like to keep things in. I like to keep my fuck-ups in. Ben Watches Pod. So go to Ben Watches Pod on Twitter. Ben Watches Pod on Twitter. And uh, in the next day or so, you will see a poll where you can vote. And I will pick what, you know, you guys will pick what show I watch next. And that will be in two weeks. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, personally, I mean, you can always follow Ben Watches Pod. You can also uh, watch, follow Center of the U Pod for my other podcast, Center of the Universe. New episode is being recorded tomorrow and will be up. Uh, it's a great episode. We are recording with Jeff Traxler, who is the booker behind Mega Championship Wrestling here in Cleveland. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can also follow me personally on Twitter at Center Club, S-E-N-T-E-R. That's S-E-N-T-E-R. And also, you absolutely have to follow every single person at JabroniU. JabroniU is the absolute... It's, it's the bee's knees. It is the cat's pajamas. Uh, I really want you to follow um, Eastwood Draven. That is Eastwood Draven because uh, he does the five-star review show on Jabroni. Um, and it's the five-star, sorry, five-star matches. Five-star matches. I'm going to be on that podcast very soon. He's inviting me on the podcast. It's going to be awesome. And also, I want to give a big shout-out to Wes and Ashley Allen, who will soon be joining the Jabroni Pod, uh, the Jabroni U family with their own podcast. I'm so looking forward to that. Hopefully, I'm going to have them on. Um, we'll have them on center stage at some point soon. So I know this is a lot, lot of marrying of like all kind of cross promotion and such, but uh, that's just this world. So big up to Jabroni U. Uh, remember, if you want to watch almost all the shows that I watch, they're on powerslam.tv get your free month at powerslam.tv using the code center stage and uh thank you guys so much hope you enjoy this episode um i will see you in two weeks and remember ben watches wrestling so why don't you are you tired of the same old pro wrestling then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world 
Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.